Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 185 of the Hawks Talk podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you, my man? <laughs> British-based Atlanta Hawks fans after Jalen Johnson gets hurt. It'll be quite a different place with him. <laughs> That's for true. Every British Hawks Talks fan hates you. If you know, you know. That's all I'll say. Um, look, man, I'm doing all right. Has not been the best weekend of, of sports for for yours truly. Is what it is. That's how life goes. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes drama model loses. That happens. Sometimes the Atlanta Hawks lose. That actually happens happens pretty frequently nowadays. You know, um, Desmond Desmond Ritter, quarterback one. Uh, let's get into the shit, Jackson. Sir, I mean, you heard the man. Uh, I guess we should say, you know, being a Hawks podcast and all, our last podcast was the last Sunday before the Celtics game. And in the time frame from last Sunday to this Sunday, the uh, the Hawks, they didn't go 500, but they went worse than 500. Uh, they played four games, went one and three. One of those was the loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the in-season tournament, Logan. And I have bad news. I'm sad to inform you Don't all that it. our in-season Don't tournament run has come to an end. I'm sorry, Logan. I don't want to do it. Damn. I know we predicted that things would go differently, but we have sadly been eliminated. Um, it was all but official going into the, the game against the Cavs. Like the Hawks, even if they won, they needed like a bunch of other stuff to go their way. It was like, you know, but then, you know, if you lose the 30 points to the Cavs, like, all right, well, who cares about the rest? You're out anyways. So our in-season tournament run has come to the end. So now we're all focused up on the regular season, I guess. Teams have already split off into the, quarterfinals and all that stuff and we're not one of them so don't expect any in-season tournament discussion here um but as far as other stuff goes i guess we should talk uh we did have a win over the spurs which was nice uh, but in that time frame as well we had that loss to the celtics loss to the Cavs, winning against the spurs and then lost last night to the bucks um logan where do you want to start at i mean obviously one win three losses so there's not a lot of positive stuff to talk about. I mean, even the Spurs game probably isn't the most positive thing, but uh, yeah. I mean, it is Hawks basketball, and that's what we're here to podcast about. Look, the uh, the unfortunate truth is that we're just <laughs> we're kind of screwed without Jalen Johnson. I wish there was a I wish there was a you know I wish there was a silver lining, but I think we're just kind of screwed for a bit without him. Honestly, um, it sucks. It sucks. He got hurt. Um, I think. As, as silly as it sounds for, you know, objectively a young player that's like, you know, it's generally not a good thing to be this relying on a on a very young, inexperienced player. But look, the truth is, is that we are. Um, it is what it is. And it's going to suck for, you know, the next four weeks or how much longer he's out. It just it just is. I, I see no. I see no I, I see no salvation from the situation uh, before short of him just, you know, returning eventually. Um, I'm not saying we're going to like lose out, uh, but it's just, it's tough, man. And don't get me wrong. We played some good teams. The Celtics are obviously probably a title favorite, not probably definitely a title favorite. Um, the Cavaliers, their record isn't great, but they're a good team with a lot of size. That's kind of built to kind of give us problems, especially without Jalen and Donovan Mitchell is very good. Um, and the Hawks just didn't show up that night. Um, the Spurs are terrible. Um, so we beat them. So that was nice. Uh, very Bad win, but it was a win nonetheless. And then the Bucks, you lose to the Bucks. Look, man, the Bucks are also a very good team, even though they have sort of questionable uh, 
coaching <laughs> and some other stuff. The truth is, is that they are a, a they're they're a good team. Um, and we we the, the game was closer than the score says. The score says we lost by what like twelve. It was truly like, you know, we it was the game was within seven points pretty much the whole time. It just kind of got away at the very end. But I don't know what to say, man. Like it just sucks. We we are not a great team when fully healthy. We're a good team, not great team, fully healthy. And Jalen Johnson is you could argue our second most important player behind uh behind Trey. And without him, man, it is gonna be brutal. I wish there was a better way to put it, but it's just it's gonna suck without Jalen. So uh so be it. I guess we're just we're just gonna have to suffer, Jackson. We're just gonna have to do a little bit of suffering for the next however many weeks. Pretty much all of December. We're just gonna be we're gonna be looking forward to those games where we get to like play the Wizards. Actually, let me look at the Hawks schedule. Let me let me see if we get any any softies cuz we honestly have a tough schedule. Which I know sounds silly to say cuz like it's the NBA. Every everybody plays everybody. But like okay, we got the Pistons soon. All right, all right. We got we got the Grizzlies before Jaw comes back, so that'll be good. We got the Bulls. Got the Wizards. Okay, you know, you know that's that's at least I think we win at least two of those. So we got at least two more wins coming this month, Jackson. It could be worse, you know? It could be worse. It could be worse. I mean, to your point, like obviously it just sucks because like the Hawks are just obviously so much worse without Jalen Johnson. Like I like Sadiq Bay, I like DeAndre Hunter, and we talked about this last episode about who would kind of fill in at that four spot with the minutes that uh, JJ's not able to play. It has been those two, like we kind of talked about in that episode. I like those guys to an extent for both of them. They're not Jalen Johnson, man. They're not good enough to beat him. And uh, I would say like the worst part about it, Logan, is like. You know, the Hawks are kind of just like a 500 basketball team. Like, we've been there for like three years now. But, like, the bright spot this year very much was, oh, I get to watch Jalen Johnson play basketball tonight. And that bright spot is no longer there. So, these yeah. past few games, they've just been they've just been bad. Um, a lot of our issues have only been made, like, glaringly worse. Like, we talked about this last episode as well. And we've praised uh, Jalen for it a lot. But, like, his, his, like, shining – he was, like, one of our best defenders. Like, I'm pretty confident in saying that and comfortable with saying that. It's like – and with his defense gone, it's like this team's defensive issues have only been exaggerated even so much more because not only do you not have a, a player of Jalen's quality to play defense, you're you're having to sub in players who are objectively not good defenders. Sadiq, we're looking at you, bud. He's also but, the entirety um, of our transition game. Like, the, the entirety yeah, no. of it. The Dude, no, it's, of it. it's shocking how much worse we are in transition without him. Um, I mean, honestly, Logan, like, I... I, I, kind of, I hate saying this. I hate, like, there's this, it's not been said a lot. There's this narrative, Logan, that, like, me and you, and I know you're going to know what I'm talking about when I say this, that, like, me and you are just, like, the ultimate doomers that we want to see the team do bad. Like, could it be any further from the truth for a multitude of reasons? But, like, I'm going to sound like a doomer here. We should really be happy that we're not recording this and going, oh, yeah, we're just lucky not to be, we're just lucky to not be 0-4. Because, dude, that Spurs game, yeah. I guess that's what we should touch on first because it was a win. Listen, I don't mean to be rude. The Spurs won one game in the entire month of November, which wasn't actually the lowest in the league. Shout out to the Pistons, who won a whopping zero. Um, <laughs> we never we good, barely so. beat them, too, by the way. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> see, I'm not talking about that. Anyways, against the Spurs, who won one game in the entire month of November, uh, it came down to, I mean, a Trey Young masterclass, like his best game of the season, probably, you know, complete game. and Definitely one of them. You know. Yeah, one of them for sure. Luckily, won that. There was some late game drama. There was some, you know, Spurs fans talking about how Trey's the most coddled player in the league. Spurs yeah. fans talking about the refs. It's like, come on, man, you, you have three wins. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. 
Coach Quinn, I don't know how you don't know this, but Sadiq Bay is not an in he's not an inbound passer. I think you know what I, I hate to say it, uh given the circumstances. The Hawks need a slob wizard. They, they need a slob okay. wizard like relax, Josh Giddy. But obviously not Josh Giddy. Okay. Well, well you, you gotta think, Jackson, like how the past five years we've been saying don't inbound Kevin Hurdy, can't do it. Don't inbound. Well, no, we have two Hunter. point guards on the team. You would think one of them should inbound the damn ball. I and don't know one, what happened there. And one of them's tall with long ass arms. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, like, yeah, it's even worse because it's like, and objectively, like I like Dejounte Murray, and I probably shouldn't be saying this because, so, like, for some reason, like the past two weeks of Hawks basketball, Trey Young has just forgot how to shoot three throws, kinda. Like I know it does. Like he's probably shooting a good percentage, but at the same time, you go up with the expectation that Trey's going to make both those three throws. Lately, he's been breaking at least one. It's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Anyways, but like DJ is not somebody I want shooting three throws in a late game situation. Like he's not low on the list by any means, but there's like a few players I'd rather have shooting those. So why isn't he inbound? I mean, he's the point guard. He's tall. I mean, he has long know. arms. It's like I, I feel like Dejounte's probably second on that list for me. I mean, yeah, he's, I, I, he's, I mean, at, he's at 86% this year. I guess what I should say then is that he's not my top choice because I would want Trey yes, always. Trey. It, it's always recent woes. Yes, yes. Trey's, Trey's pretty much going to be a career 89, 90% guy. Yeah, for sure. But, but I would also think like, you know, maybe like Bogey, maybe. You, anyways, it's not yeah, a Yeah, yeah, that's true. But bo- bo- Bogey's, but uh, also like you don't always have Bogey out there. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. yeah, anyways, yeah. that was a pretty absurd play for, you know, the Hawks to have to inbound it. Sadiq inbounds it. Got out the tray. Just, like, throws it away. Jeremy so- Sohan, who had the best game of his season, 33 points. The guy shoots one-handed three throws and had 33 points, people. I cannot stress this enough. They play him as a point guard. It's the most absurd thing I've ever seen in basketball lately. Uh, he drives down the floor. And, it is. Uh, and yeah. then, uh, well, the thing is, he ran into the defensive player of the year. Ask Ben Simmons if mm. you didn't know. And uh, Trey Young draw the charge. Um, while we're on the topic, Logan, what you know, there was some back and forth between not only Hawks and Spurs fans who obviously have a bias on what they saw, but also neutral fans who were kind of in favor of the Spurs saying, "Oh, that's never a charge. You know, that's a no call." How did you feel about it? I'm just curious what you thought. I mean, obviously you're a Hawks fan, and there's that aforementioned bias. But what was your read on it? Because I'm just curious about that. Yeah, no, just I mean, it 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 benefited us, so it was a good call. That's all I'll say. It's like I said last year on the podcast. Just remember, the Atlanta Hawks have never committed a foul. All right, any yeah. foul we've been called for are incorrect. But uh, I mean, my overall you know thoughts on it were like. I think a lot of people get caught up in the like whole, you know, like the narrative that when a game gets into like the later stages, oh, you don't call a foul there that you would call in like the first three quarters. Something I've always disagreed with because objectively speaking, if something's a foul, the ref should call it. Like, be serious. Just because it's late, just because it's the last shot of the game doesn't mean you don't call a foul. Like, there's rules for a reason. Rules just don't apply because of the game's about to end. Like, I, I disagree with that. I, I thought it could have gone either way, honestly. Like, I genuinely thought like, it's one of those things where I wouldn't have been surprised if they like, oh yeah, it's a block on Trey. Oh yeah, it's a charge on Jeremy uh, Sohan, or they just didn't I will call say, anything. And we're like, it okay. it, w- it would have been funny for the game to come down to him having to make two one-handed free throws. That would have been a little funny. It would have been a it would have been a it would have been a moment in history. Honestly, you know, you got you got this guy who takes just goofy looking one-handed free throws, and he has to make both of them to give this team a chance. Kind of, kind of sad we missed that. Plus, then I bet we would have had a Trey on game winner. 
I honestly, he just had the juice. He just had the juice against the Spurs, man. He, I, I feel like he was going to, after he hit those shots over Wemby, it was kind of like, yeah, n- nothing's really stopping him tonight. So, I don't know. I, 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 honestly, if you take out the first quarter, Jackson, that game was perfectly fine. But the first quarter is so egregiously bad that it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Why, why do we make this more difficult? Like, the other week against the Wizards, we absolutely spanked them. You know, why, why couldn't we have done that against the Spurs? But is what it is, I guess. We'll just have to... We'll just have to live with the fact that we are a, a team that plays down to its competition quite often, I guess. I don't know what the deal is with that. Because against the Bucks, we do pretty decent. Against the the Celtics, we do decent. Like we we lost to both those teams, but neither of them were blowouts, neither of them were absolute embarrassments. Like we gave good efforts, but against the Spurs, we had to like squeak by with a win, and they have literally won three games all year. Two of them go two of them, I believe, against the Suns. So, you know, it's just just not a great stretch of basketball for us, Jackson. Just really, just really not a good stretch at all. But I just, I don't know what, I, I, the only good thing I feel like is Trey is looking really good. Dejounte's had some rough games. Uh, Dejounte, for whatever reason, I, I, we, I actually want to talk about this. I think Dejounte, because he was the big trade we made after the Heat series, I think people expected him to just save us. Uh, and the fact that he hasn't saved us, I think people just sort of unnecessarily hate on him. Um, and I just like, I just want to know your thoughts on that. Cause like, to me, it's like, I get it. He's not, he's not a savior. Like he, he is not taking us to, you know, 55 win seasons. Like he's not a superstar that's carrying us, but he's the best number two the Hawks have had since, you know, the Millsap Horford stuff. And, he, and he's, he's a good player. So I just, you know, people, people are very, uh, harsh on DeJounte, I feel like. Because if he has one or two bad games, it's like, oh, fuck, you know, he's inefficient. Oh, he's so fucking stupid. Oh, he's so terrible on defense. Oh, I hate, it. I hate his mid-rangers. Why? Uh, he always getting beat on cuts. And it's like, I mean, trailing his bad games all the time. And, like, he gets coddled by fans, which I get it. He's been our guy for, like, six years now. And he's better than DeJounte, don't get me wrong. But, like, Trayon was terrible for about the first seven games of the year and everyone's kind of like oh you know it's fine it's fine you know and then Dejounte has like two bad games and it's like ah what, 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 fuck this trade oh god damn it god damn the wrestlers they're so fucking bad they rule the blah, blah, blah. and it's like <laughs> what you know I, I get it people are gonna have leanings towards Trey but like can we can we be a little bit more reasonable here like <laughs> I'm very glad to have Dejounte Murray on the team he's a little bit streaky but he's having a very good season so far like legitimately very good. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know you're a big DeJounte fan, but I just want to get your thoughts on that. No, you're absolutely right. And like I've said this on the podcast before, and I feel like when we first traded for DeJounte, like a lot of us just spoke without necessarily knowing, like not trying to talk about anybody specific. And when I say that, I'm kind of talking about myself as well, because yeah. I feel like when we traded for DeJounte, we had this whole idea of, oh, he's going to be the perfect secondary creator, like everything going to be seamless. And he's also going to be like this point of attack defender guy. And now that like we've had DeJounte for a season and a little bit now, you know, we're going, we're, we're in season two of having DeJounte, you know, we know who he is as a player. We know how he, you know, plays with Trey and we know how he plays with guys like Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter. It's like DeJounte Murray, he, he isn't the guy, the point of attack dog that we thought he was going to be. And if we're being honest, that's not who he was in San Antonio either. But so I feel like a lot of people's like their expectations were so high back then. And, you know, they taught themselves into it now that anything that is is underwhelming to those expectations. And like 
the thing is, man, is like players are going to have bad games. That's just how the sport goes, man. Like every sport, players have bad games. Players have bad playoff series. Players have bad season. It's a part of playing the damn game. I mean, and DeJounte is great in the Celtics series, by the way, perfect. if anyone forgot. He was great in that series. Yeah, and Look up the stats. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, man. It's just, I 100% agree with you that people are just like, you know, there's like, overwhelmingly like the littlest thing about DeJounte just like sends him off. Like people forget before this little like Trey Young stretch that he's on right now, like DeJounte was like pretty clearly our number one best player on the team so far this season. And like, you know, obviously the tides are kind of turning because Trey Young's kind of returning the form and he's playing like the Trey Young we expect him to play like, and he's playing like the Trey Young that we know we can play like, but at the same time, it's like DeJounte went from being, you know, the team's best player, like objectively, like I don't feel like the first, like, 10 games of the season. I don't feel like there's any argument that anybody's better than John Chandler Hawks to now he has like one bad game. It's just like, Oh, what a stupid trade. We did two second round picks. Like it's just the little spiel that you went on. It's just, it just seems unfair. And like, I get people are frustrated because like me and you are frustrated. Logan, like we talk about this too. Like, you know, we're also fans. We're not just like media reporters or people who just do a podcast. Like we're, we're fans as much as anybody else is. And like, yeah, it's frustrating that we're 500 and it just seems like people are just like, taking it out on whoever like it kind of one thing i dislike about the hawks fan base is how like somebody always has to be a scapegoat like we ever can't look at yeah. things you know and be like here's what our issues are and lay them out like every game we lose it's it's this person's fault and like it's natural it's human nature to want to blame people but like every year it kind of seems like hawks fans pick a new scapegoat like and sometimes it's very much warranted like there is sometimes when you can legitimately blame people and you're correct and then other times it's kind of like it's unfair. Like, has DeJounte done his stuff that he's worthy of being blamed for? Absolutely. Has Trey? Absolutely. Has Quinn? Absolutely. Has even Jalen at times? Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like just, just picking on one guy and being like, oh, he's the reason why we lost this. Oh, he's the reason why we're 500. He's the reason why, you know, we suck. Like, I'm not telling you how to be a fan, but it just feels like a very negative mindset to constantly be in. Like, DeJounte, he's going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to make mistakes. That's just how shit goes, man. But yeah, I, I do feel like it's kind of unfair. And like, I, I feel like a lot of people just conveniently ignore like all of like the good stuff that DeJounte brings us and just highlight his, you know, negative flaws constantly. And they don't do that with anybody else. Like even guys like a guy like Hunter, who is kind of one of those scapegoats that I talked about, like and he has been like Hunter is probably one of on this current roster, one of the most unpopular players. Would you agree with that, Logan? Like unpopular. even he doesn't get the same kind of, you know, attitude towards him that DeJounte gets. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh well, again, it's it's literally just because I think people are expecting Dejounte to like make us ascend to greatness. Now there is legitimate questions as to why is it that why why are we basically the same level team as we were before the Dejounte trade is after? And my honest my honest explanation to that briefly is a few things. Um, one is players playing worse. Uh, Clint Capella is a much worse player now, um, than he was. Pre Dejounte trade, uh, John Collins got worse, and obviously now John Collins is gone. Um, Trey, the year of the Heat series was an All NBA level guy. He was that was the best season he's had. He was, in my in my opinion, he deserved first or second team All NBA, not third, but he got third. Um, and he just objectively has not been as good as he was the year before Dejounte. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, we traded Kevin Herter, um, so the depth they get worse. You know, there's no Kevin Herter. There's no John Collins, there's no DeLon Wright, I suppose, which I don't, I'll be honest, I just don't think he, uh, big, big needle mover, but, you know, people still love him. Um, but I really think it, it, it kind of just boils down to, like, Capella and, uh, 
the wings. Like, I don't know. That, that feels like it's a whole podcast in its own, honestly. Um, but I don't know. If you want like an honest answer to your question, Logan, about why are we the same level that we were at pre getting to Jante? It's because the Hawks have like the major holes in a team that whenever you're building a roster and constructing a team, you won't fill. They have the legitimate coach. Like even people like some people have straight up got to the point in the Hawks fan base where they're talking about firing Quinn Snyder. We made a mistake hiring Quinn to just show you how deluded people have gotten. Once again, Quinn makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. It happens. Anyways, you have the coach. You have your number one in trade. You have your number two in DeJounte. You look to have your number three in Jalen Johnson. You have a good supporting pieces. Like the Hawks have, uh, the Hawks are objectively a deep team. The issue is, Logan, and we talked about this last podcast. We talked about it this summer. We probably talked about this on more damn episodes than anything else in the history of the Hawks Talks podcast. The Hawks, ever since the Trey Young era has begun in draft night 2018, have, have just ignored these little small things. These little minor things that you need for a team to be good. And and when you ignore them, they add up. And then you're adding to the fact that we have players on this on the roster right now, Logan, who are actively regressing. I like Clint Capella. I think there's a spot for Clint Capella on this team. I think there's a spot for Clint Capella in the league. The thing is, Clint Capella is starting to look like he's going, you know, downwards, like any athletic center would once they hit their about their 30s. That's just how things go. And these little things are starting to add up. The Hawks, they don't have a point of attack defender. They legitimately don't. We haven't had one since Stolon Wright. And we've had attempts like Chris Dunn. We haven't had one since DeLon Wright. That's a hole right there. You have more issues. You have guys like Hunter who don't provide perimeter defense. We don't have enough, you know, legitimate perimeter defenders on this team. These, like, small little things are adding up to where you you have five minor issues as the Hawks. It turns into one major issue a game because you can't do something specific. Like, the Hawks cannot play defense. The Hawks are – this Hawks team is truly, like, genuinely very bad on defense. Like, oh, yeah. it, it really Terrible. is, like – hard to it's hard to watch like it's embarrassing to watch i'll i'll even go that far it's like you watch this team and they're so gifted on offense and then you watch on defense guys are falling asleep on cuts like that's been the main thing they've talked about on hawks twitter and they're absolutely right like Dejounte's guilty of that hey i blamed him too you know you you have guys doing that you know the truth is is that the hawks have so many of the minor issues they've added up to the point to where they impact us just as much as having you know a major issue would for example if that makes sense yeah, the, and also I'd honestly argue like the team just feels better. Uh, I don't know how to describe it really than they did sort of in the because you got to remember that heat season. It was a long time ago now. That was Trey Young just hard carrying the team. Like there's no other way to put it. Like Kevin Herter was there and he's solid. Yeah, Bogey was there. He was solid. Yeah, Hunter is there. When he was healthy, he was pretty good that year. Capella still had his bounce that year. John, that was like John Collins' last honestly kind of respectable offensive year with the Hawks. Um, the bench was that the year the bench is really bad. I'm trying to remember. I know we had DeLon Wright, we had Bogey, we had second year of Kongu, Gallo. Yeah, Gallo. God, that's what we're missing, man. We're missing Gallo. Um, I don't know. It's just the team now feels a little bit more. I mean, it definitely feels more more well coached. Uh, the defensive stuff, I I'll be honest, it's just I think that is mostly personnel and mentality stuff, like. Yeah, I don't think we end up getting them. I think we end up getting outbitted. But if this team had like an Alex Caruso type, I think we'd be a lot better. Just a guy that goes out there, gives you 20 minutes of just legitimate pest, you know, pestering type defense. Um, we should offer Pat Beverly a max contract. That, yeah, <laughs> that's that. I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly what I was thinking. But, you know, I, and I hate to like fixate on Alex Caruso because I, I feel like that's why everyone like every team's like, oh, we should trade for Alex Caruso. Like, I get it. We're most likely not getting him, but it's just one of those things where 
those little types of role players that make every team better. Sadiq Bey is that kind of role player. He would make almost every team better just because he's a good shooter. But you need to, for, for every Sadiq Bey, you need to get a guy that's the opposite of Sadiq Bey, where, as in like an actual guy that can play defense sort of thing. Because Lord knows Sadiq Bey has not helped our defense. He's made it worse, you could argue. Um, I, you, you can't argue because you'd be correct. You could argue. You could just say that. You could just. <laughs> I like yeah. Sadiq Bey, by the way. Objectively speaking, yeah. the guy's not helping. Uh, objectively speaking, he's out of his fucking gourd if he's think if he thinks he's making twenty mil a year this uh, you know a year from now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Detroit it, it, is calling. Detroit is calling. City. Yeah. It's time to go home. You, you can take your fourteen or fifteen and and be very happy that you're you know <laughs> that you're making even that. But anyway, um, I don't know. It, it's the team just has never felt quite complete. And, you know, it gets to a point where you start to worry or wonder if it does happen. Um, but I'll be straight up honest. I, I truly do believe if this game had, or excuse me, if this team had like 70, 80 games with Trey, DeJounte, Jalen, Bogey, just a not even the best, but just a decent, decent center play because really our centers have been quite mediocre all year long. And, you know, the version of Hunter that we currently get, which is, Four good games, five bad games, four good games, one great game, one really bad game, three bad games, two good games. You know, this inconsistent Hunter, I think we'd be a pretty good team. Um, I, I don't think we're terrible. The, the advanced stats would know advanced stats are stupid. Like, oh, advanced stats, the Hawks are actually pretty good. Well, they're below 500. Who cares? I get it. But to, to an extent, they matter. Like the, the net ratings indicate that the Hawks are a decent team, that they're just kind of getting the short end of the stick or... You know, they lose close ones like we lost close one. I mean, the numbers ended up being a little skewed, but lost a close one last night. Lost a decently close one against the Celtics. It happens, right? Um, I guess the interesting thing with the stats is that basically the Hawks' worst, not worst lineups, but like not the best lineup is when Trey and DeJounte are on the floor together. Because when we have just DeJounte out there with the other guys, we're a really good offense and a decent defense or like a below average defense. When we have just Trey out there with the guys, we have like the best offense in the world and a terrible defense. And then when we get Trey and DeJounte out there, we're like the definition of mid. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird to me because I don't feel like Trey and DeJounte getting each other's way nearly as much as last year. Like DeJounte shooting damn near 40% from three. This is not a spacing issue anymore. I think the team has perfectly good spacing. And we well, can show that thing. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, but yeah, you know, no, yeah, I mean, you have a point. I, I don't feel like the spacing thing. I'll be honest. I just don't know. I, I would it's love a defensive to- thing. These guys cannot play defense. They're paid these huge salaries and they refuse to play on the other yeah. side of the ball. I, 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 I guess I mean, it really is that simple. Is. Look, look as, I, I, as much as I'd love to just blame Clint Capello, I can't fully do it, but I, I do want no, to. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm sorry. I don't mean to change what you're talking about or anything. I just need to point out last night, Clint Capella, a seven foot center who is a rim runner, shot four of 13 from the field. How the hell did you manage that one? What the hell is that? I was bagassed when I saw that, Logan. Bagassed. That is awful. Just terrible. Anyways, continue. I just need to get that out there. That was so That's That's got to be the first time you use that word. That's got to be. Um, no, yeah. I mean. 33%? I, 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 I hate to say it, Jackson, man. but imagine how good we'd be if we were able to make that trade with Dallas and we got Derek Lively instead of Capella. Don't there. remind me. 
Don't uh, remind me. Just remember, dude, I was always on the lively train. I wasn't, I, you know, I can't believe lively's already good. Whenever I I can't believe he's already no, good. No, dude, no, no, no. I just want to say I was always on the lively train. And then as soon as he went to Dallas, every Hawks fan's like, oh, he's a bust. He couldn't put up stats on his college team, ignoring the fact that he was playing next to an offensive black hole in Flipkowski. And and shout out to my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets defeating the number seven Duke. <laughs> Didn't get that one out there. Anyways, let me uh let me get back on target. Yeah, I mean the dude's good, and like he was good then. Like he would have him and Case and Walls legitimately would have been like team changing picks, considering how much they're playing and how well they're playing. Like they would have been perfect. They would have been t- team changing, season changing. And like I, I do we still believe in Kobe Buffkin? I mean, what? Uh, Bud, uh, hello. I mean, we need to I, see you in action. I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't. I believe him in. I believe in him as a trade chip. Um. Not not to say Kobe Bufkin's like a bad player. It's just he's injured right now, so it's it's hard to you know I'm not gonna hate on the guy for being injured. Like hope he gets well. Hope he goes out there in G League and plays a bunch and shows what he's got. But Kobe Bufkin for sure does not feel like he fits any sort of need for the Hawks. <laughs> like we got another point guard that's like a decent passer, de- allegedly decent finisher, allegedly a decent shooter, and it's like I just want somebody that'll play some goddamn defense. <laughs> I just want somebody. It really who, does feel like something where, like, like him and Mo Gay. And, and to be fair, right now, and to be fair, I have to say this: both Jackson and I like the pick at the time. It's just how the draft board fell. Like, uh, no, I, like, I still like Kobe Buffkin. I was mainly just joking around with that last yeah. tidbit. Like, I, I, my support in him has not wavered based off of like some summer league and preseason games. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not moving off of me liking him. Like, no, that's not happening. But like, I do think you have a point. Is like, I do feel like that's a him and gay are like picks more for the future, which we kind of knew then, but just thinking about them as players. Now, I don't think they do much to help us like a case in Wallace, like a Derek lively would, for example, just kind of relating the discussions together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like I, That's uh, fine. If like, if Quinn, if he's Quinn's guy, Quinn sees something in him and Quinn wants to legitimately invest in his development team with him and the coaching staff. And, you know, maybe you punt on a guy who can help you out in year one for a guy who's, you know, good to great in your system or as a player in two, three years, then, Hey, I'm all for that. You know, absolutely. You should always take the higher ceiling player, but it's just worthy of a discussion because, you know, and you can't be mad at the Hawks because we didn't get lively or Wallace. I mean, they got yeah. picked what yeah. three, four picks ahead of it's, us. And like, they were part thing. of a trade. Like it it's happens. The same thing. I was talking about the other, uh, I maybe last pot or one before it. Like, wouldn't Jalen Williams be perfect for us right now? But I mean, like he just, he went before us. Not much we could do about it. AJ Griffin's looking like, he needs a stint in the G League. <laughs> like he, he looks like he needs help. He, he looks like he needs Jesus. He's not been praying enough. But put down the. I hate to say it, AJ. Put down the Bible a little bit. Pick up the basketball a bit more. <laughs> it's 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 just like damn. It just it's how it goes sometimes. Um, Did you want to have the AJ conversation that you kind of alluded uh, to on Twitter? Is I mean, that a thing? Or I mean, where I mean, are we? I'll, I'll keep it brief here, and I guess it's a slightly hot take uh, stuff, but like. We could trade AJ Griffin, and I'm not going to lose sleep. <laughs> like this, this past summer, I was truly a huge doomer over trading AJ Griffin, Logan. And look, I, I might, I might have to backtrack on that one. I might have been a and, bit wrong. And 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 here's my thing: Do any of us think AJ Griffin is going to be able to play defense at an NBA level within the next you know, two here's, years? Here's my thing as well: is like I don't, I, I, I still believe in AJ Griffin as a player. Absolutely, I just don't know if I believe in him being able to develop in Atlanta because realistically while his defense is so bad, I don't think he has a spot here, man. Like, because you look at it and for four, you have 48 minutes in a basketball game. All right. Trey plays what? 38 
minute, thir- we'll say 35 for the sake of rounding numbers. So that leaves 13 minutes a, a night left. I don't know if 13 minutes a night, assuming you play A.J. Griffin in every single one of those, is enough to develop him at the level where he needs to be at to be developing. Because on one hand, his shot creation ability, we saw it last season, is way ahead of schedule is where I thought it'd be when we drafted him as a prospect. But his defense is really, like, really behind schedule. Like, you see him in... I mean, honestly, it's not it's not a, it's not out of an exaggeration to say he's by far the worst defender on this team. So I just I don't know if there's necessarily a place in Atlanta for AJ Griffin as things stand now. Like I know this might be a bit hot takeish, and which is allowed because you know obviously you can doom a little bit when you you know you're just frustrated with things. And I mean, I think all Hawks fans are frustrated, man. But you you just look and it's hard to imagine him getting enough run here to develop because. Every time like he gets onto the floor, Logan, we're hemorrhaging points. Like I hate to say it, it's just how it's how it's been this year. Like that's what it is. I don't think it's his fault by any means. I'm not out here blaming the second year player for you know the reason why our defense is bad. I think our defense is a team issue, and he's not able to succeed here because of that. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It, it's it's just tough because like he legitimately just needs to run in the G League or something. I don't I. He's not going to he, he needs to play like him getting DMP CDs is not helping him. But like the thing with the G League, is, like, I don't we've had I don't really we prospects. don't gain anything from him playing in the NBA right now. Like Wesley Matthews is going to contribute more than him right now. 100 percent. Yeah, it's sad, so. but true. And but like the thing with the G League is like, I, I think what we saw last year, like AJ legit, like the game time would be nice. But I also think he's too good to be playing in the G League. Like I truly do feel like he's, you know, how in the he wasn't too the good MLB to play in summer league. league. That is, that is true. That we did expect him to dominate. So hey, maybe do give him some G League run. He needs more time to play, man. Because you know, I think the first and foremost thing is just finding time somewhere. Whether you do make time for him a part of the main roster or whether it's in college part, because the kid needs run. He doesn't need to be sitting on the bench. Yeah, he's a he's got a road of, think, of development ahead of my guy, though. But I do kind of overgroove like your overlying thing of hey, if we trade AJ Griffin, like the sky is not falling by any means. No, don't get me wrong. The- don't get me wrong. Don't trade him for Alex Caruso. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. But you know, in this hypothetical package, which I do not want to have the second conversation, I'm just using him as you know. I was about to pivot there because of the report. Okay, we can't. But but I'm just using this as a template. If if AJ Griffin was like a piece in a trade, like Griffin Buffkin and the Kings pick got us like a good player, like a very like like a good player. I'm not talking about like again, not a not Caruso, not you know. Don right, not Gallinari, but like a good player. I'd be like, you know what? I get it. I got it. You know, but I don't. I don't think it's trades coming anytime soon, which is fine. Um. Anyway, Jackson, yeah, you wanted to pivot to uh. Yeah, I mean, there was that report that uh. I mean, it's no secret that the Raptors are like pretty mid, and so like the Raptors, they have some older veteran players on the roster, and they're apparently trying to pivot more towards young players. Anyway, there was a report that said that the Hawks were. Hawks were one of the teams. There was a few more who were interested in Siakam. It's really nothing new because like this offseason, we were the Siakam team. Like anytime anything came out about Siakam, it was, oh yeah, the Hawks are interested by the way. Oh yeah. The Hawks are, the Hawks have made contact. The Hawks have touched base with the Raptors. I mean, it's just more of that. But I guess my question to you, Logan is, you know, we're 15 games in the season. The Hawks are playing 500 basketball pretty much. Has your opinion changed on making a move for Siakam? Or if not Siakam, maybe a, a level player of that, you know, capability or that, you know, status in the league. I'm just curious what you think. 
It's tough because like I not I, do you think a move will happen, but what would yeah. you are you wanting to make a move or yeah, that's more or less my question. I don't feel the desperate move to ma- need to make a move in season. Like let's be real here. If Siakam's done in Toronto, let's just wait till the offseason. Maybe we can sign him. Straight up. It it's rare in the NBA, like it really is, but you could make a sign and trade happen. You could make it happen. You know, you have Hunter, you have Capella, you got uh Patty Mills is probably on an expiring. You got you got guys that you can move to, to make a sign and trade happen. If you wanted to, I don't think trading for him right now is gonna do it. I don't I don't think there's I don't think the front office feels any sort of pressure to like make a big push this season. I think you can. Uh just wait to the offseason for a big move. Um Siakam, he would if if they let him be Pascal Siakam, I think it'd be good because the truth is is that having Trey DeJounte, Jalen Johnson, and Siakam out here, out there would be a very unique lineup. A lot of length from DeJounte, Jalen, and Siakam. A lot of guys that create their own shot and can honestly play like because you gotta remember Siakam's a good playmaker. Um he's not like Trey, but he's more like a Randall type playmaker where he'll get to the paint and just like, oh fuck it, somebody's in the corner. My point being, he actually passes out when he when he penetrates. You know, our centers, Hunter, Sadiq Bay, when they penetrate, they don't look for the open guy out on the wings. They just go for it. Um, or they kind of get stopped. Uh, Siakam, he, he 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 keeps his eyes on the open teammate, which is a very nice thing. Because if you hit Bogey out on the on the wing, he's shooting that shit and he's hitting it 40% of the time, right? If you hit Bay out there, if you hit Trey Dejounte, um, I think the spacing concerns are slightly overrate over, like over. I don't know the word. I think people harp in it a little too much. I think the spacing would be okay, but objectively the shooting would not be great, but shooting and spacing were not the exact same thing. I think there'd be a lot of gravity um, with that many people that can reliably handle the ball in half court or in transition. I think Trey would get a lot of space. I think DJ would get space. I think Siakam would make good space. I'm just not sure that Siakam fixes our problem of defense so much. Um, but I also I don't know who will. Um, I mean, truth is, it's going to take multiple people, so it's it's going to be tricky. When man. is that three D All Star becoming available, man? Well, I mean, we've been <laughs> waiting for a minute now. I mean, jeez, people. Why, why won't Why won't anyone just trade us like twenty seventeen Paul George? Why don't they do it, man? People always harp on the fact that the NBA has too many trades. I would argue that there's not enough because where is the damn three D superstar? I mean, yep. there's not even one available to make a trade for. But. Um, it's tough, um, but you know if, if the price is right, and the price it would have to be very low. Like you're looking at sixty games where Siakam can go anywhere he wants. Yeah, man, we're not giving you much. Like you guys, if you guys are trying Siakam, you're calling it quits on your season. You're you're moving towards uh, development, which is probably a smart thing for Toronto to do. Uh, we're not giving you much. <laughs> that, that that's all I'd say. Like you're you're not getting four good assets. You're getting like one decent asset and like. A mediocre asset, like that's just how it is. You're not getting, you're not getting AJ and Buffkin and a pick. You know, you're not getting that for fifty something games to see outcome. It really so. does feel like you just kind of brought up that hypothetical trade, and it feels like this all season, like the Raptors really did fumble that one. Like I feel like, oh yeah, the Packers they could have gotten from us this all season is gonna blow whatever Packers they get between now and the deadline if they do move them, because like objectively speaking, like. Just looking at Siakam turns 30 in April. He's a unrestricted free agent. So like that lowers the value. And apparently he's like not one of the sign of extension with whatever team goes to. So like his trade value literally is like very low. Like he's still a good player. 
I think a more realistic package for the Hawks right now is simply salary filler. So you're looking at like DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella, and maybe the Kings pick from this year. And then you route the Capella somewhere else and get whatever asset and send it to Toronto. Like that would be like my absolute max. Like if they ask for more, I'm hanging up the phone. You know, like also, and even that feels like it might be a much just because of that Kings pick. It feels like much because you're giving away two rotation players and getting one back. Also, like as much as I just, Gave Siakam props. He is legitimately shooting 20% from three this season. I think he's a much better shooter than that. But you got to call it like you call it. He's a terrible shooter right now. So uh, <laughs> you can't you, you can't trade for this version of him with anything other than like beans and, and, and I don't know, paper clips or something. You can't give him much. But I don't think it's happening anyway. Um, they're keeping an eye on him. I'll be honest. I think, I think trying to sign him in free agency would be a, a much... I think it'd be more interesting, honestly. Like, it's not often that unrestricted free agents actually, like, go somewhere interesting. I think it's always, I don't know. Like, we'll have to see. But I clearly, I, I just, I haven't thought about it much. I just don't think we're making a big move. I don't think a big move is what we should make. I think if you can find a guy that is, like, maybe a veteran that is just willing to play some gritty defense and he's, you know, he's going to cost you a second or two, I think you got to do it. Um Maybe you try and get a forward for forward depth because I, I did see some people saying, oh, I wish we had John Collins now. Don't you guys wish you had John Collins now? Like, yeah, sure, man. Having a, having him now would be nice. But what about the yeah, other well, What about the other you're, 20 you're weeks of the that... season when you have a $25 million back up power forward? Well, yeah, of course. After our starter it's gets injured, yeah, it'd be nice to have that... him. It's funny that people are making the argument. Like, you would think that John Collins is, like, tearing it up and Utah's winning. Utah, oh, like, he... sucks this year. He's and, and, and in all fairness to John Collins, he, he's putting up Sadiq Bay numbers. And like, yeah, his shooting percentage is, is better, but we all know what the finger looks like, people. We we don't have to go through this again. We're free. Let it go. You can support John Collins without saying, hey, I want him on my team. Like, you can be a fan from afar. Yeah, it's uh look, uh I think I think there's there's four certainties in life, Jackson. Uh Death, taxes, and Hawks fans. <laughs> Dude, they, they, they've even started going back to Kevin Herter. Like, it's been like yeah, that's two what years I was going to say. Go. say, death, taxes, Hawks fans crying about John Collins, and Hawks fans crying about Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter, Dude, you know what he's the worst a solid is? player. We didn't get nothing for him. We got a fucking first-round pick for him. Can you guys shut up? Can you guys shut up? We did not get nothing for him. We got a first round pick. Dude. We have no first round picks based that we control from 2025 to 2027. Oh, we got nothing from Kevin Herter. No, we got a pick. We got a pick. We got a pick. You know what the craziest part is? Is like you go on Twitter, this fan base just constantly hates on DeJounte. They constantly hate on Sadiq. They constantly hate on Capella, Hunter, whoever. You know damn well that as soon as we trade one of them, come 20 games, oh if anybody God. struggles and can play, oh, I wish we had Capella. I, I, oh, I, I wish think, we had I don't Hunter. think they I remember Kevin Herter. I, I don't think they remember what Kevin Herter was like. That man is a good player. That man sucks sometimes. That man sucks. There are plenty of games he where he did a whole joy. lot of nothing. He did and a like, whole lot of You can be a fan from afar and you can look time. back on his Hawks moments with like a positive view and be like, oh yeah, those were nice. You don't have to wish that every player that was once a part of the team isn't here anymore. Like, I guess you have an argument that, you know, John Collins legitimately makes the Hawks better. Go for it. Whatever. Kevin Hurd as well. But it just, I, I talked about it last episode, man. You can be a fan from afar. You don't constantly have to live in a space of, oh, I hate this player. Oh, I wish he was on my team. Like, come on now. Um, I, I, I legitimately think like the Hawks pathway, like I agree with you what you're saying. I don't feel like a big splash is what takes the Hawks to that next level. And very much 
And when I say next level, I don't mean going to contenders. I mean getting out of the slope where we're just constantly playing 500 basketball. Yeah. I legitimately think you need two. And I, when I say this, I don't mean, you know, the superstar 3 and D player meme. Like, you don't need Mikael Bridges. You don't need, you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard when I say this. You need two players, and they can be role players. You just need two players who can play point-of-attack defense and what, give them however many you want to. You need two of them because you need them to play for 48 minutes, so you always have one on the court. That's step one. And then step two, maybe look at getting, you know, a different center setup going other than Capella because Capella, look – I like Capella. Appreciate everything he's done. The wheels are trying to come off. Like four thirteen as a rim rolling center. Be serious. And yeah, I feel like that's step step two. And then step three is really just, hey, can we find an upgrade on the wings or something? Like I don't even know. Yeah, but those are the first two steps. And I legitimately think if the Hawks were to go out and make one of those moves, and I think the first one is the most paramount. If the Hawks legitimately went out, got two, you know, role playing point of attack defenders who can play that role so you always have one on the court for 48 minutes a night regardless of which one it is legitimately you're out of that 500 slope in my opinion anything else is just boosting you up into the rankings but that's just my opinion and i'm going to keep harping on until it happens or until i'm proved vastly wrong no i'd agree i think i think just some sort of defense would get us to like a slightly above 500 twitter pace but it's very yeah it's very hard to argue against the defense thing when like we had like 145 points dropped on us like two weeks ago so it's like yeah fair enough even worse, there's 157, Jackson. Huh? There's 157. The Pacers. Oh, my gosh. I tried to forget it. I honestly tried to forget it, man. And then it was the next game. It was like 145, the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Th- that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but that's how I think the Hawks should go about improving, just in case you're curious. But, I mean, also, if they make a big splash, I mean, hey. They make a big splash. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. The, the fans of the podcast do like when a big splash happens. So hey, I'm not going to complain about hey. that one. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be some numbers for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, is there much else you want to talk about? It just It is what it is. Like, uh, I guess we could do like a little schedule prediction. Like we've been doing that lately. We, we, we've, been, we've been losing, folks. We've been losing. <laughs> take a, take a game sample size. All right. Uh, Put it at 500. There you go. That's your prediction, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> Let me guess. Over the next 10 games, the Hawks win five and lose five. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, let's, let, let's, which we don't play again until Wednesday, so we got several days off. All right, so I'll go Nets game. You know, I'll say we win. I'll just give us I'll just give us a little, little love. Uh, 76ers game on the road. Uh, they're giving Joel Embiid 37 free throws that game. We're losing. Uh, Nuggets game, we're losing because uh, it's the Nuggets and they're very good. Raptors game, we're winning. Because it's Raptors and then another Raptors game. Guess what? We're winning that one too. Cavaliers. I think we get our get back on the Cavaliers. We win. Uh, Pistons. Uh, we're, we're beating them. So, you know, I'm predicting a decent little run here. I'm predicting, uh, what is that? One, two, three, four, five. Wow, I'm predicting five and two over next seven. That's probably a bit generous. But, hey, uh, this is nothing else if not a fan podcast. So, uh, you know, five and two over next seven. Get in, you Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder's red and yellow army. Um, let me let me take a look here. I would rather uh, the Nets. I feel like that's a win. We kind of we kind of own the Nets. Sixers loss. Nuggets loss. Raptors. I'm gonna say they split. That's two and four. No, that's yeah, it's two and three. Cavs. Honestly, like the Cavs kind of own us, dog. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, the, the Cavs do own us, but I was being optimistic because we we can usually in, in the most in the. All right, you'll go optimistic. I'm gonna go with the uh, true to true to Atlanta. You know how the Hawks usually are. I'm gonna go three and four. <laughs> there you have it. Um, uh, 
God. Hey, look, it'll, it'll. We'll see. This, this is just not a great team without Jalen. This is not a great team, but so be it. Um, Jalen, get back soon, fast. Medical team, get Jalen team back. Get Jalen back fast. <laughs> we're basically like, we're basically like FSU. Jalen got hurt, and it's like, yeah, we're being left out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is a that is a, a dagger for them. Anyways, looking, you got anything else to say? Nah, man, I uh, I think we covered all the bases. I did want to say take the time and say thank you to everyone. The Spotify wrapped came out, you know, for the podcasters out there. And, uh, you know, it's always cool just to see the numbers and stuff. I really appreciate it. So shout out to everyone who had us in, you know, your top, your top one, you know, where your number one podcast, your top five, your top 10, whatever. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the countries that show us love. Like there's a bunch of different countries on there. It's like, damn, Logan, are we, are we international superstars? No, I'm joking. But uh, I just want to say thank you all for that. Always super cool to see. Um, Beyond that, you know, you know the drill. You know, check out the description, find links to our Twitter, the Hawks Talks Twitter, a link to our Patreon. We have a bonus episode coming out today. You know, we're recording it right after this. So another hour of bonus content if you want even more Hawks Talks. Eight dollar, ten dollar tier, get it. It's about ten plus hours of Hawks Talks content that you that is not available anywhere else but Patreon. It, it's fun, man. Great Christmas gift as well. Trust me. Um, anyways, just want to say thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a good rest of your week. I hope you have a good week, and uh, yeah, let's hope the Hawks get back to winning ways. As always, love you. Goodbye.